Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, which means it's time on the Locked On Steelers podcast for talking to our Colts host, Zach Hicks. I'm your host, Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers. Let's talk about this big matchup that has a lot of playoff implications. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. for tuning in and making us your first listens of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts and your Pittsburgh Steelers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash LockedOnNFL and use code all lowercase LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $1. $100. Hello, everyone. I am Zach Hicks of HorseshoeHuddle.com, and obviously here on Locked On Colts, I'm joined today by Christopher Carter of Locked On Steelers. We're going to be talking about this pivotal playoff matchup featuring, like I said at the top of the show, two star-studded quarterbacks in Gardner <laughs> Minshew, Mitchell Trubisky, everything that everyone hoped for out of a big playoff matchup late in the season. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. We're going to have some fun today, guys. We're going to talk about the biggest story in this matchup for both teams. We're going to talk about the biggest matchups in general in this game, and then we're going to close it out with our predictions. But Chris, since you are my guest today, start us off with the biggest story in this one. I, again, playoff matchup between Trubisky and Gardner Minshew. That's got to be a great story, right? Yeah, sure. I think the biggest thing is that these two teams are at a crossroads for, for, for where they're at. The Colts were just on a great run, had won four in a row, uh, looking really tough, just beat the Titans in overtime, beat the Buccaneers, uh, Patriots and Panthers, and everything was looking like, hey, things are shaping up. Then you lose to the Bengals by 20. Doesn't really change. That It doesn't make them a bad team just by that alone but it does kind of stop the progress. Meanwhile, the Steelers have been in a state of free fall for the past two games, losing to the Patriots and the Cardinals in just embarrassing fashion. And so that's where this, I think the biggest story is which team can kind of avoid beating itself the most in this game, right? Because the, the, the Colts are a team that look, they've dealt with a lot of injuries. Jonathan Taylor started off the year hurt. Gardner Minshew's your starting quarterback. It, it, it ain't been pretty. It, it's, it's been a lot. The Steelers have dealt with a lot of injuries. They're missing Kenny Pickett. Uh, they're down to like their third, fourth, and fifth linebackers uh, av available right now. Cam Hayward missed two months. Deontay Johnson missed a month. Pat Frymuth missed a month. Micah Fitzpatrick missed a month. Every, everybody, everybody in the NFL is dealing with injuries right now. It is just, it is just insane. But I, I really think this this comes down to which team can lean on a strength more often in this game. Can the can the Colts lean lean on an offense that has found a way to be efficient this year at times? even with all the injuries that it's had. Can the Steelers lean on a defense that has basically won it pretty much every game that, it, that, it, that it's been in so far? That, I think, will be the tale of this game, and whichever unit is leaned on more and produces more for, 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 the other, for, the, for their side, that's going to be the unit that, win, that wins the game. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think when you're looking at this matchup, you know, again, I, I know I jokingly have been talking about the quarterbacks here, but it really comes down to the coaching. It comes down to the other players on the rosters for these two teams because – you know, in, in this day and age of the NFL, where we talk game managers versus game changers, 
neither of these guys are really either of those those things. These guys are both backup quarterbacks, you know, and they're backup yeah. quarterbacks for a reason. Uh, so for you to win games with these guys as your starters, it comes down to what kind of coaching staff you have, what you're getting out of your coaches, how energetic your team is coming into the game, and also what other star players are making the plays in this game. And both these teams have plenty of star players. Colts with DeForest Buckner, Quentin Nelson, Michael Pittman Jr., Steelers, Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, if he ends up playing in this game. Alex Highsmith's been playing great this year too. Like a lot of really, really good players on both sides of the ball. Um, But for me, again, I'm I'm going to go back to the quarterback thing just for a second, though. Which quarterback makes fewer mistakes? That's the biggest Mm storyline in this one. Which quarterback doesn't cost their team the game? Now, Gardner Minshew has been just a fascinating quarterback to watch this year because when he came in relief of Anthony Richardson early this season, it was game manager stuff. Get the ball out quick, move the offense, you know, don't make too many mistakes. We're going to be good. And then when he became the de facto starter, it was super high volatility where it was going to be 300 yards passing three touchdowns, (laughs) three picks, three fumbles all in one game. Like you were going to get the full spectrum. There was gonna be no punts because it was either a touchdown or a turnover. That was every single series. And now we've seen these last couple of weeks where it's kind of bounced around where some games of game game manager, some games were inefficient offense and just a stagnant offense. So you don't really know what you're getting out of Gardner Minshew. And then you look at Mitchell Trubisky where the last couple of weeks against two opponents that, I mean, the, the, the Patriots game, it makes sense. Patriots have a great defense. It's it's tough in that one. But Cardinals, you would have liked to see more, even though he was coming in relief in that game. Uh, but still, you know, it's Mitchell Trubisky. He's been to the playoffs before. He's not the worst quarterback in history to have right now. I'm not saying he's hmm. anything special, but it really comes down to these two quarterbacks. You know, who is going to make fewer mistakes? Who can actually move their offense uh, whatsoever in this game? Uh, and it's crazy, again, that we're talking about a playoff matchup this late in the season where it's like, okay, Gardner Minshew, Mitchell Trubisky, who's going to make the play that wins the game for for these playoff teams right here? I think it's what you said before. It's it's who doesn't lose the game for their team, right? Yeah. Because it's it's yeah. going to come down to to limiting the interceptions. And both these guys have thrown, you know, quite a few quite a few of those uh, in, in the wrong spots for for, the, for their team so far. Uh, Gardner Minshew right now, eleven touchdowns, eight interceptions, throwing intercept interceptions, two point one percent of all of all of his throws. Mitch Trubisky, three touchdowns, three interceptions, throwing throwing interceptions at a three point six percent rate for all for all for all of his throws. Um, the one thing I'll say to on on this is part of this is also getting used to the situation mitch trubisky has stepped in this uh, for three games now the two first games he stepped in in the middle of after no excuse me three four games now he stepped in for a little bit against the texans stepped in for a little bit against the jaguars stepped in for a little bit against the cardinals and then started against the patriots uh but in all those situations he did not practice all week as the starting quarterback until the patriots game and even then that was like two walkthrough practices and then uh, and basically you know on short weeks and especially after you know when your team is bruised up and and coming coming off you know a physical fight that's that's a lot to ask but Mitch Trubisky is making ten million dollars in salary. That's that's a salary cap hit. This is what you pay him for. He has to be able to come in. He doesn't have to be a superstar. He doesn't have to throw three touchdowns and three hundred yards. Just don't throw the three interceptions part of that. Come in, lead, you know, win win a decent percentage of your third downs, anywhere between forty to fifty percent of your of your third downs. Keep drives alive. Make competent throws. Take what's there. Don't you don't have to force it all the time. And take your aggressive shots when you when you, when you see a one on one that that really works in your favor. But that's the big thing that Mitch Trubisky has to do right now, and I think that it's it's a lot simpler that you know when you know then when people then when people try to make it out to be sometimes, and 
the, the thing is, is that he hasn't shown that so far in the in the first first half of that Patriots game until he threw that touchdown uh, that he did. He looked lost and confused. And whenever the Patriots were bringing certain things, it, he, he was like unsure where to go with the ball when the plays were clearly designed and there were options open everywhere for, for him. That's what the Colts have to do is they have to try to keep him off balance, give him looks he's not able to recognize, find ways to try to confuse him and keep him keep him from finding his feet and make him you know kind of scatterbrained and looking throughout. If they do that, they'll get those turnovers and that'll help them a lot in this game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, coming up, guys, we're going to talk about the biggest matchups in this game. There's quite a few that go beyond just the quarterback, especially when we're looking at some of the stars on the Colts offensive line versus the stars on the Steelers defensive line. Uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a second. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, I know this time of year can be crazy. Uh, personally, I go over to my family's house every single year, and I know I host a podcast, but I'm not great in social situations, guys. It's it's killer for me. Uh, just being around even family, you know, it's tough just being in those situations. Uh, and when I'm really feeling just anxious and stressed out about those situations in general, therapy can be kind of that crutch that really helps you out. So if you're thinking of starting therapy at all, Give BetterHelp a try. I haven't personally used BetterHelp, but again, I've used therapy quite a bit in my life uh, to help me with those social anxieties and just anxieties in general. Uh, BetterHelp is unique, though, because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In, in a season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right, guys, we're diving into biggest matchups in this game. Chris, I'll let you kick us off yet again. What's the matchup that's caught your eye in this game between the Indianapolis Colts and the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, one that people might not talk about a lot because of just the name involved here, but Kylan Granson and Will Mallory and how the tight ends are used by the Colts in this game. The Steelers had been one of the better covering tight end teams in the NFL going into about three weeks ago. They had allowed one touchdown to tight ends at that point. Their yards were pretty much down. And then all of a sudden, after losing Cole Holcomb, their starting inside linebacker, and then Quan Alexander, their number two inside linebacker, they are down to Landon Roberts, who's played very well. And I actually think you know, I, I tweet out as a joke, you know, almost every game, Landon Roberts for president because there's things that he does that he <laughs> shouldn't be able to do. But behind him, and, and the thing is, they signed through the, all three of those guys this offseason in order to be prepared for if at least one injury came. But now two injuries have come that have taken those guys out for the year. And that's a le led to practice squad guys like Michael Walker having to fill in. And Michael Walker did a good job the first week or two. But then eventually teams were like, Oh, we should we should throw at him because he's from the practice squad. And after allowing just one touchdown through, I think, what was it, like 12 games? In the last three games, the Steelers have given up four touchdowns to tight ends. And Mike Tomlin talked about that on Monday during his press conference. And that's something that I think is going to be a big note in this game is can the one can the Colts offense run the ball? If they can run the ball, this game becomes, you know, a, a very, you know, folds in their favor. But when if the run doesn't doesn't work, Making things e easier for Gardner Minshew can sometimes just simply be as 
get him some easy looks to some bigger targets down the middle part of the field, attack the weakness of this defense. And right now, that is its inside linebacker group that has been completely banged up. I would I would try to avoid messing with Joey Porter Jr. and Patrick Peterson. They have been pretty decent, especially in the past month and a half to two months. Um, I'd try to avoid Mika Fitzpatrick as much, as much as I can. Why go after those guys when you can attack the Steelers linebacker situation? That's a key matchup, in my opinion, the Colts have to exploit in this game. Yeah, and I'll actually add a little wrinkle to that, too. After I say one thing, though, Landon Roberts, one of my all-time favorite draft prospects. I loved Landon Roberts so much out of college. A fantastic player to watch. Plays with his hair on fire every single snap. Really yep. fun player. Um, but one more little wrinkle to add to that is Josh Downs in this equation here. Mm -hmm. Now, the Colts do a really good job of when they go into empty personnel, they'll have Downs as the weak side number two receiver, and that'll put the defense you know, in a choice, you know, you're going to have a linebacker go out there and cover him, or you're going to have a safety or maybe another corner come out and cover him. Now, if the Steelers opt to put a linebacker over him, you're going to get downs on those little option routes. You're going to get him coming quick on those, on those little quick uh, hitters over the middle, uh, or maybe even outbreaking site type routes as well. The Colts love to do that on third and short to get easy conversions. So if you're putting him against practice squad linebackers there in space, that's going to be a big advantage for the Indianapolis Colts in this game. So I love that shout out there with that matchup. And that's something we're going to look at there. Keeping on that side of the ball, though, with uh, the Colts offense versus the Steelers defense, it really comes down to the trench warfare for me. You know, what kind of game are we mm -hmm. getting from the Colts offensive line? And, and obviously on the other side, what we're we getting from the Steelers defensive line. Uh, the injury report will play a big part in this with TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. Both, I believe they're both dealing, going through the concussion protocol right now, right? They are going through the concussion protocol, but they were listed as limited participants in the Tuesday practice. We were recording this Wednesday around like 1 p.m. Eastern time, yeah. so we still haven't seen the Wednesday practice report. From what I, from talking to Cam Hayward and guys like that in the locker room, I really get the sense that both of these guys are going to play. They're preparing right now as if they won't, and they have Nick Herbig, uh, the, the rookie out of Wisconsin, who they've really liked this year. Marcus Golden, an NFL veteran. Both of guys, both of those guys are being prepared as if they'd be they'd be in charge uh, of those positions. But uh, I, I, from what I hear, I, I think the team fully expects, unless there's some sort of drop off, that both Watt and Highsmith should be good to go in this game. And that's huge because, like you said, the trenches are a big part of it. And for the Steelers, the trenches are, are where they have to win all their games right now because defensive side of the ball, they got playmakers, you know, that can that can that can make plays at different spots. But on the offense, like the big thing that's gotten them going in their best days is the running game and Najee Harris yeah. and Jalen Warren. Now Najee Harris. He didn't practice on Tuesday. That's something to watch. If he doesn't return this this week, it could be down to Jalen Warren, who's played very well for the Steelers this year. Uh, but he's never had to carry the load by himself. And I think that that's something that the Steelers, when they've they had a streak for like they were rushing for over 150 yards for about four straight games uh, just just a little bit ago. That's that's that streak snapped when they when they lost to the Cardinals. Um, and that part of that was because they fell behind so much. Uh, but this has to be a team that, especially on offense, you've got to be able to win in the trenches. And then on defense, you've got to be able to get after Gardner Minshew. And you've got to be able to stuff the run. You you win, you win, get those three things to me. Like if there's a three keys to the game, it's that right there for the Steelers. Yeah. Don't let the Colts run. Get the pressure on Gardner Minshew and run the doggone ball so that Mitch Trubisky doesn't have to be your superhero. They do those three things, the Steelers will be fine. Problem is they haven't done enough of those consistently the last two weeks against lesser opponents than the Colts who have brought some really good fights this year.
Yeah, and you know, let me list my three keys for the Colts in this game. You know, it's going to be stop the run. It's going to be get after Mitch Trubisky, and it's going to be run the dang ball on the other side for the Indianapolis Colts. So, you know, I think we're talking similar teams here, very, very similar teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't do any of those things last week in Cincinnati Bengals. They need to do it this week, obviously, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And just going back again to that trench, that trench battle with Watt and Highsmith likely playing Hayward in there. I think I saw uh, Keanu Blanton got bust, got bumped up too to to start yeah, him, uh, started. recently. Uh, so that's a very, very strong defensive line. The Colts are coming off a game where their offensive line was thoroughly beaten for the first time, it feels like, all season. They, they've had a very strong offensive line all year. Uh, Bernhardt Ryman has played really well at left tackle. Will Fry is at right guard. And then obviously the big three of Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, and and Braden Smith's not going to play in this game, but Braden Smith would have been out there as well. Uh, they played really well all season long. But last week was not one of their better performances that got dominated they couldn't run the ball Minshew was under duress a lot in that game Bernhardt Reitman had his worst game of the season they need that bounce back despite playing an even tougher defensive line this week because if they can't run the ball in this game and you're asking Gardner Minshew to drop back 40 times against this Steelers pass rush and Minka Fitzpatrick and Joey Porter Jr. out there in the secondary it's not going to be a good day for your offense and how much can this Colts defense really hold up even though they're going against Trubisky how much can your defense hold up Uh, when your offense isn't scoring points. So I really do think that trench battle, especially on that side of the ball, though, is going to be the biggest aspect of this entire game. I agree. It's going to be the biggest aspect here. The Steelers have won so many games simply because because T.J. Watt and or uh, Alex Highsmith changed the game. And also you have Cam Hayward back, which is big. Uh, Like I said, and Keanu Benton, he has been such an underrated part of this defense. And, like, I, I loved him in the draft. I talked to him at the Combine. So I'm not like all that surprised by by Guillermo Benton playing as well as he has, but man, he has matured quickly and he's become a a force that the Steelers definitely have in their in their favor right now. That's where I think the Steelers can kind of get uh, get an advantage here is if they can try to win that line of scrimmage consistently. Don't let the run game get going and pressure Gardner Minshew. Everything else falls into their play, and that's that's the way they need to play right now. They have to be able to play that way if they hope to win any, win, win any of their their final four games right now. And I, the, this is also even bigger than just the the on field part of this. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. I know everyone knows knows, knows that statistic, right? But part of it is because. When the Steelers have had the chips down to fall beneath that line of, of and fall sub sub you know below 500 at the end of the year, so many times they've responded to the ch- to his challenges like, hey, let's get this win. And a lot of the times the challenge is simply do your job, get it done right, and get done what's right in front of you. The game plan's there, execute. And we have never seen a, a Pittsburgh Steelers team since 2007 when he took over fail to, to meet that that expectation and. Uh, they've certainly fallen short in other respects. There's been times where they, they've they've been performing, and you're like, man, like they that this team should be better that better than it is. But then there's plenty of times where they're overperforming, and I think you could look at the past few years as, as examples of that. Um, and I think that right now the script still needs to be written for them to decide: do they overperform to start this season when they open up to be seven and four, or are they underperforming right now? And if they can, you know, after losing those those last two games um, and three out of their last four. They can write the script themselves, and that's where Mike Tomlin has gotten guys to focus on. And something I talked about for my Wednesday episode on Locked on Steelers, going into the locker room, there's not a sense of like, hey, this is it. This is urgent week. This is playoff game. We got to – there's a sense of, hey, we got to stay the course, man. We got to do what we're, what we're being coached to do. We have to stay focused. I think that's a good thing in the Steelers' favor for that. But everyone's been wondering in Pittsburgh, 
Will the day ever come that the Steelers fall below that line where they do where they do have that losing season? If they lose this game, they put themselves in a position where they're 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 very close to to having so. And if they lose this game, they still have they're what seven and seven. They get they would have what three game three games left. They would still have to lose two of those last three to get there. But this is still a chance where if they win this game, they're, they're all of a sudden they're eight and six. They're higher up in the player con- playoff conversation. They, 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 they'll have beaten one of the teams that they need to kind of stay ahead of in the playoff conversation. That's why I think that this week is going to be very unique for a Mike Tomlin team in how they respond. And if they do respond, it'll be like, hey, that team clearly still, still clearly still follows follows that, and they're 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 fighting in that in that occasion. But if they don't respond in the Colts win, that will be something I don't think we've seen from a Mike Tomlin team ever. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, coming up, guys, we're going to talk about our predictions for this big near-playoff type game this Saturday. But first, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning of $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, includes spreads, player props, over-unders, and even more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Obviously, go to FanDuel right now and put all your money on the Indianapolis Colts this week because, <laughs> look, it's a playoff game. We got it. We got this, guys. We got this. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Chris, so we're talking Indianapolis Colts, Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, playoff atmosphere this week. It's on Saturday. It's a primetime type game. You know, really exciting game between these two teams. Again, not the most exciting quarterback matchup, but we'll have fun with it. Uh, What do you think happens this week? What's your prediction for how the game goes? And obviously, what's your score prediction uh, for this weekend's game? I I think this will be one of the closer games this weekend. I think these two teams are going to be in a drag out fight. Um, Heck, these two teams met last year, granted, under different regimes and everything. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a very similar game, low scoring, slow paced. Everyone's going to be like, why am I watching this? Because there's no <laughs> offense. Um, but then you're going to see defensive plays get made and who makes the first turnovers, who creates the first turnovers, who gets after the quarterback more. And, and the Steelers haven't done it of late, but I have to think that they're doing it this week because I just, I, I look at these last two losses. They, I have not seen a Steelers team that's fallen, that's fallen below that. And granted, I hadn't seen a Steelers team lose back-to-back games like that ever in my time watching watching them since Bill since Bill Cowher been coaching they had three losing seasons at one point um I, that's where I think that this Steelers team again just talking to them there's not a sense of like hey we don't have it this year we have to change something completely drastic to have it there's a sense of like hey this is right in front of us like we control the Steelers still control their destiny they, they handle their business and beat either teams they've already beaten or teams that they match up you know in, in well with they're in the playoffs, and then who cares how you got there? You made the playoffs. And that's where I think the Steelers are in a good position to, to win and fight this game. I still think this comes down to a coin flip. I don't blame anybody for picking the Colts this week. I, I think it's going to be something like a weird score, like 18 to 14 or something like that. Uh, and there will be like, you know, extra points blocked and safeties. <laughs> and, you know, just it's, it's going to be ridiculously stupid. But it's going to be a game I think that they find to gut out and win on the road here. Uh, and I think the biggest factor, again, will be a, a forced turnover, a big play made by the defense, maybe even a defensive touchdown that puts the Steelers over the top. What say you, Zach? 
You know, I think there's a couple things that work against the Colts in this game, and and maybe I'm looking too much at history and recent history in general. The Colts statistically, or not statistically, just in historically, they suck against the Steelers. They they really really stink against the Steelers. It's I weird, think. right? I was yeah. looking at that too. I'm like, I, I just I just thought like, oh, Peyton Manning all those years, and Peyton Manning certainly had his way with the Steelers sometimes. But I was just like, huh? I thought there'd be a lot more of those. Nope. No, no. The Colts really, really struggle against the Steelers. I know all Colts fans listening to this are like, yep, this is the one game we all pencil as a loss before the season just because it's the Steelers. Like, it's just what happens. The Colts don't beat the Steelers. So you have that working against it. You have obviously the the, the curse of 2021 season where the Colts had control your own destiny to get in the playoffs and they just fell apart late in the season. Uh, you have all these things that feels like working against Indianapolis Colts and you really want to see this Colts team turn the corner from all those previous curses under Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen, I think, has done a fantastic job coaching this team this year, getting this team to seven and six with all the injuries, like you mentioned. Again, no Jonathan Taylor for majority of the season. Shaquille Leonard not being the player that he was and ultimately being released. That, that was yeah. one of your superstar players right there, gone for the year. Uh, you got Grover Stewart, who was suspended for six weeks in the middle of the season, and your run defense completely corroded without him, obviously, like obviously there. Oh, and then Anthony Richardson, the quarterback that you designed your entire offense for, only plays two and a half quarters throughout the or two and a half games uh, throughout the whole year. So the Colts have had to adjust so much on the fly, and they've able they've been able to beat teams that they should be beating. They've even stolen a couple games from like the Ravens and the Texans where they maybe they shouldn't have won those games in there. Uh, so the Colts, I think, are a really well-coached team. They're a team that's going to come out ready for this game. But I think the Steelers are equivalently the same type of team, really well-coached team. It's going to come out with a lot of energy. And I think it's going to be like what you said. It's going to be one of those uh, two boxers exchanging blows. Now, these aren't two heavyweight fighters. They're just boxers <laughs> in general. I'd say middleweights, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some middleweight fighters exchanging some punches. But I think it's going to be one of those ugly games, you know, like a 16 to 13 or something yeah. like that in this one. But, uh, yeah, it really comes down to, again, which quarterback makes more slash fewer mistakes. You know, which quarterback's going to lose the game for their team and which defense takes over in this one and makes some plays happen. I do think the Steelers have more playmakers on their defense, but I do think the Colts have the slight advantage in quarterback play. So it can really go either way in this one. I mm -hmm. think it's going to be a, a coin flip, like you said. And the fact that we get to watch this in prime time, oh, I can't imagine, guys, a better a better prime time game for this Saturday. So, Chris, before we go today, what is your score prediction, though, for this game? Did you have a final team that you're picking? I know you picked the Steelers, but what do you have as your actual score for this one? I'm saying 18-15 or 18-14, something right around there. It's going to be stupid. You're going to hate it. You're going to get through <laughs> that and be like, why did I waste my Saturday afternoon in an early part of the evening watching this game? But I think the Steelers, this is, they, this is how they've won so many times how they've won all their games this season and, and i think that that blueprint if they can get back to that they find the way they find a way to pull it out what about you zach yeah look the colts are one and zero in primetime games here they won 10 to 6 over this over the patriots in prime time you know i think it's gonna be one of those type of games though like i said 16 13 i'm gonna go colts uh continue the ugly primetime play so nobody wants to see us on tv ever again <laughs> after this season but uh, yeah, 16-13 Colts, but like you said, I could see this going either way. I think it is going to be one of those low-scoring games. But then again, I thought the Browns game against the Colts earlier the season was going to be that, and it ended up being like a 40-something point explosion by each team. So we'll see what, what's truly in store this Saturday. Chris, thank you for joining me for this crossover episode. For all you guys just tuning in or, or new to the show at all, remember to check out Locked on Sports today, which is the first ever national sports 24 streaming channel on YouTube. If you guys are watching watching us on YouTube, this video will redirect over to that right after we're done playing. And if you guys don't already, make sure you're following at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur, which is my co-host that was not here today, and at Zach Hicks 2 all on Twitter. Also, 
Thank you for tuning in to the Locked On Steelers podcast for this crossover Thursday. Thanks to Zach Hicks for being a great host and handling the, 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 the hosting portion of that show. Again, I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com. Find me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast every Monday through Friday, breaking things down on your Pittsburgh Steelers. We're back tomorrow with a final breakdown before this game for the Friday episode. We'll get you all the looks into this game and the final look at the injury report and players that who are healthy heading into the weekend for what is a huge matchup for the Pittsburgh Steelers. See you here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.